get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky Let's go. Is no longer a Denver Bronco. Welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast. Zach Stevens, Henry Chisholm, Ryan's going to pop on with us in a minute if he can on his vacation. And Henry, this was the biggest name the Denver Broncos could have traded, and they made it happen. We are sitting here with the trade deadline just 13 minutes away. And we've already got one massive trade. When you saw the news drop, Henry, what was your first reaction of Bradley Chubb being shipped off to the Miami Dolphins in exchange for a first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, running back Chase Edmonds, and along with Bradley Chubb, the Broncos are sending a fifth-round pick? It's a good deal. It's a good deal. You know, picking up a first-round pick, that's a solid return. As soon as you see it come through, though, it does make you think, you know, they're, they're going to miss him. They really are going to miss Bradley Chubb the rest of the season. And that, that probably doesn't matter. At three and five, it's an uphill battle. It's even more of an uphill battle now to make the playoffs. But, you know, there's, there's a reason he was worth a first-round pick. I think the Broncos being in the position they're in, it, it made a lot of sense to pull the trigger on that, and I think it's a good return. Yeah, and uh, there's so many layers to this when you talk about this trade, how it impacts the Broncos today, how it impacts them for the rest of this season, how it impacts them for the future. And then there's so many layers when you look backward and look Mm -hmm. at, okay, was he worth uh, the number five overall pick? And we can talk about all of that, but Henry, I'm right there with you. And when we talk about value, First, I got to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR over there. If you want value, they're handing out value deals pretty much every day in the form of profit boost. So make sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, our presenting sponsor. Shout out uh, to someone in the comments who pointed out, Sean Dean. But speaking of value, this is a great value for Bradley Chubb when you look at it right now a first round pick Henry we all said it uh, in the past 10 days when Bradley Chubb's name has been out there that if you could get a first round pick you just had to do it and then the Broncos not only got a first round pick but they got more they got Chase Edmonds not a a, a guy that you want to count on to be a starter year in and year out but certainly a role player for this backfield you got a fourth round pick on top of it you gave up a fifth so you upgraded the draft now You only go one year without a first-round pick in the Russell Wilson deal. And Bradley Chubb, when healthy, was a great player. Just that's a big if uh, and a big when he was healthy. He played in about 66% of the Broncos' games in his career, and that's just someone that you don't feel that comfortable with giving 20 25 27 million dollars a year for so the fact that the broncos honestly were not desperate to trade him but trading him made the most sense uh it wasn't a secret that he was out there and they still got a first round back that that is that that's huge for george payton it's massive and you know for the first time i like went through and started looking at who's going to be available at the end of the first round 
know, I've been kind of detached from the whole draft thing now that I'm not so focused on college football. But it's just a lot of fun to be able to go through and say, oh, this guy might be a Bronco. That guy might be a Bronco. Because there are really big holes that the the Broncos need to patch. I think, obviously, the the big one, the one that's lingered for who even knows how long, right tackle. Hmm. This is their chance to just go get a good right tackle, buy into having a good offensive line, hope that a couple of those other pieces come along. You know, there's that route. You could go get a safety to, to combine kind of with Caden Stearns and Justin Simmons back there. You could go get a linebacker. You could go get an, another interior passer. There's so many options. And, you know, the Broncos are going to have, what, $23 million, something like that in cap space this offseason. That's enough to make a couple moves. But having a first-round draft pick, that's just a, a free blue-chip talent that you get on the roster. And, you know, it's nice that you're able to get that first-round pick and not have to get into that cap space to bring back Bradley Chubb. Yeah, absolutely. And Henry, why Broncos probably weren't going to bring Bradley Chubb back, he wasn't in their long-term plans, is they made it pretty clear with the two biggest moves they made in the offseason outside of the Russell Wilson trade. The biggest move they made in free agency since they traded for Russell Wilson uh, was signing Randy Gregory to $14 million per year. Huge deal for a pass rusher. You're like, okay, Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, pair those two up. You're going to be paying them. 35 million combined in in the next couple of years if they go with that but then in the draft they use their first pick in the draft on Nick Benito and that's when it was like oh this is not good mm-hmm. news for Bradley Chubb so the Broncos could have rolled with them and and paid them 35 million but then you move Bear Browning to outside linebacker and he looks like an absolute beast the Broncos just had a wealth of pass rushers there and like you said The team has tons of needs. Wide receiver has quietly popped up as a need. What's up, RK? Joining us from you in Bruges? Oh, he's getting the the audio working. So I'm going to continue to go on about the the needs. Henry, you mentioned it. Wide receiver, offensive line, um, inside linebacker. There's a lot of positions Mm -hmm. the Broncos still need. And so instead of honestly being four or five deep at outside linebacker. This is a good move in order to have the resources both financially and in the draft in order to make a move. Do we have you Ryan? I got you. Can you hear me? Oh, we got you loud (laughs) and clear. Look at, look at that beautiful background and that uh, beautiful smiling face of yours. It's quite lovely. I got to say we are uh, all very jealous right now. Yeah, this is pretty sick. I've, I would have never come to a place like this. It's probably going to be a little bit loud. There's usually no cars, but now they've just decided to start driving down this street. Uh, of um, course, that's how it works. But right, I, I would have never guessed the connection was this good with you joining us in, in Bruges. But uh, you are, what time did the trade happen there? Right around 7-ish your time? What what was the first thing that popped out, uh, popped in your mind when you saw it? Um. Well, first of all, when the trade news broke, I was um, – paint a scene for you guys in uh in a bath with a window out of it with where the window is kind of above it and there's like a light rain coming down so i was letting the rain come into the bath get quite out nice of here. get and, out uh, of here on a uh, belgian beer so i didn't hear about the trade for about 30 minutes <clears throat> after it happened um, then i got out and just started thinking about uh dick jokes 
<laughs> wow. As your, uh, well, I won't go too far. As you say, I go too far. But I mean, bath, you're thinking about that anyways. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, got some guest stars here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my, my, honestly, my first reaction was, what uh what was what was the return because Allie just yelled to me she's like they traded Chubb um and so once I you know once I heard that they got the first nothing else really mattered to me um when 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 the news kind of came out that he could potentially go for a first I was pretty surprised and I think Zach you said it on the show like ah, they could just be floating this out there to try and increase interest and that you like you kind of killed my vibe at the time but I, I it was a great point um, and then to see that they were actually able to get a first round pick out of this um, is really surprising. And, and you just have to kind of tip your cap to George Payton. It's easy to think about how things have gone this year for Bradley Chubb. And, and they've gone great, you know, and, and he deserves a ton of credit for how well it's gone. But when you look back on, you know, Bradley Chubb's time as a Bronco as a whole, if you told us six months ago that they were going to be able to flip him for a first round pick, we would have we would not have believed you. So, you know, it's kind of a sell high moment for the Broncos here to make that move. Um, but it, it's not just the first round pick, but then you could kind of get a little depth piece added in there at the running back position, you know, another pick with a swap, but all in all, I, I got to tip my cap to George Payton. He took an asset at a position where they have a lot of depth and sold it at maybe its highest value ever. Certainly its highest value ever right now. Yeah, and, and you talk about selling high, and, and Ryan, I completely agree with you. Uh, Bradley Chubb was still able to get a first-round pick despite not having any sacks in the past three games and not being a game-changer in the past three games. And so after these past two games, I kind of thought, oh, no, are the Broncos going to miss out on value? But no, anytime you can get a first for Bradley Chubb, uh, it, it is really impressive, especially who was it that was traded last week uh, and, and only got like a, a third and a fifth back or something. And that's when we kind of took a step back and said, oh, no, maybe the value for Chubb isn't going to be as much. And on the final year of his deal, the Broncos could have franchise tagged him. They could have given him a bigger deal. They're still able to come out of this with a first-round pick. Yeah, really, really impressive. I cannot believe how many cars are driving by right now. Um, and, you know, it's a little bit of a bummer to think, like, if you would have asked me a few years ago or you would have told me a few years ago by 2022, both – Bradley Chubb and Von Miller will be off the Broncos. You know, when they drafted Bradley Chubb, the dream was putting those two guys together. Uh, and the fact that they really hardly were on the field together, now both of them are on other teams, is, is hard to believe. Um, it's a bummer that the Broncos are in a position right now that they're even thinking about trading away players. But they are, and they were able to get great value for it. And, you know, now we, uh, we root against Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers. That's exactly it, because that's one thing that we haven't mentioned yet is that first round pick while it's coming from Miami is the 49ers pick. And right now, pick number 20. Now, that could end up being, you know, 30, 31 if the 49ers do well. Um, but that that is one that we're going to be now, like you said, cheering against the 49ers. All right, Ryan, I think you're on your way to dinner. You have any last minute thoughts for us? Last minute thoughts. I'm, I'm about to have a uh, moose frites. Or moose, I believe that's correct, which is uh, mussels and fries. 
That's my last oh, one. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's my good, bad, and confusing for this one is good sounds delicious, <laughs> confusing, no idea what that is. Uh, and I, the bad is that I'm not there to uh, enjoy that. Yeah, well, you guys just broadcast it to, I don't know, 12 or 13 people who probably don't speak English, and I don't think they liked the show, so... Well, go 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 chase them down and tell them all about Chubb, and you you can tell them uh, what uh, the Broncos losing a big Chubb means for this team moving forward. Yes, as I tweeted out, uh, the Broncos lost their Chubb, but they got a nice package. <laughs> oh my goodness! <sighs> and on that note, Ryan, we will see you. Thanks for popping on with us. Oh man, Henry, how are uh, how are you going to follow that up right there? I have hey, no guys, idea how to follow that up. Ugh. Big big package, I guess. It was a big package. Now, I am curious. I, I thought for a second that Melvin Gordon might be getting traded just because, you know, this is, this is four starting running backs, four, four running backs with starting experience on the roster right now. Yeah. Um, you know, we're a minute away from the trade deadline. Doesn't look like that's coming. But I am curious what – the addition of uh, uh, Chase Edmonds is going to mean for that backfield with, you know, Marlon Mack, Latavius Murray and Melvin Gordon also there. Yeah, certainly. And when you look at Chase Edmonds, this could have been uh, a, a little money dump for the for the uh, uh, Dolphins as well, because he just signed a two year, $12 million contract with them in the offseason. And a lot of people thought, oh, wow, when Chase Edmonds gets that going from Arizona to Miami, what's this going to mean for Melvin Gordon? I certainly thought it was going to mean Melvin Gordon can get at least $6 million. That yep. clearly doesn't happen. And now Chase Edmonds in another way could impact Melvin Gordon. But like you said, we just hit 2 o'clock. No news has come down that the Broncos have made any other trades outside of one more that we'll talk about, which, which fits into the outside linebacker position. Um, but when you look at Chase Edmonds, Last year was the best year of his career. He only played in 12 games, but had 592 rushing yards, averaged 5.1 yards per carry, 311 receiving yards on 43 catches. It's like, okay, this guy can do it all. He can do it as a third down back. He can run the ball. In his career, he's averaging four and a half yards per carry. Went down to Miami and disappointing to say the least he's only averaging 2.9 yards per carry only ran 42 times in the team's first eight games only started two games for a guy you're paying six million dollars per year for that's not what you're looking for only 120 rushing yards didn't even get to 100 receiving yards so he kind of gets a, a refresh here in Denver and Henry he's a guy that you could make the case when when all of these four guys wash out, he could end up potentially being your most productive running back on the team in these last nine games of the season. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a path for it. Um, and I, I think the big thing is, you know, Latavius Murray seems to be, um, I don't want to say like the best option, but a guy who they're willing to give the ball to 10, 12 times to just pound it between the tackles. And, and if that's the route they're going to go, having Chase Edmonds as your third down back, that just feels like a really natural combination. Um, and you'd have to think that that's what they're looking at. You know, Edmonds, almost 1,700 yards in his career, a little over 1,000 receiving yards in his career. That should be the role that he has locked down from the jump. He, he should be able to show up and be your third down back. It's just how much yeah. he's able to cut into everything else 
Um, and whether he's able to provide something on first and second down, who knows? Maybe they wind up opening the offense up more. There's, it's less under center, and you see more Chase Edmonds. Um, but with Latavius Murray and Melvin Gordon, maybe even Marlon Mack being uh, redundance, not the right word, but but a little bit similar. I do think yeah. that having kind of that bursty guy who can catch the ball and maybe do more than that, there will be a role for him for sure. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And so Chase Edmonds now joins a big stable of running backs in Denver. You mentioned a Marlon Mack, uh, uh, Marlon Mack, Latavius Murray, uh, Divino Zigbo, uh, Melvin Gordon. So you got to think that maybe Divine goes back to the practice squad. Mm-hmm. And then the Broncos also have Mike Boone on the injured reserve who could come off that at some point this year and join them. So the Broncos certainly do not have one running back that you look for like they did with Javante Williams, but now they have a a lot of guys that can kind of make up a a pretty efficient room if you're able to work them right. All right, I want to talk more about this Bradley Chubb trade, but first I got to tell you about our friends over at SportsFan. If you're looking for the best gear Maybe a new Chase Edmonds jerseys in your future. Check out our friends over at SportsFan. They've got four locations in Denver, two off 16th Street Mall, one uh, in the Park Meadows Mall, and one in 18th and Federal. The 18th Federal is the one where we do our tailgates. And if you go during the time we're having a tailgates, just stop in at SportsFan. You'll get 10% off just by mentioning DNVR. So check them out at their four locations. You can get the coolest gear ever over at SportsFan. And also make sure you pick up some athletic greens. Um, They help with so many different things. Uh, They have vitamins and minerals and adaptogens and all sorts of good stuff in there that'll help you feel like you're at your best. Uh, The best way to do it, I think, is just take in the morning, maybe go to the gym right after, have a cup of coffee after that. Um, It's just like a nice way to, they're not caffeinated, but they do provide just a little bit of energy to kick that day off right. And like I said, they're packed with so many good things for you. Um, they're good for your, you know, digestion. They're they help with um, all sorts of um, other things with their probiotics and, like I said, the the adaptogens, the whole food source, superfoods. Um, and right now, if you are interested in getting into the supplement market, go to athleticgreens.com/broncos. That's athleticgreens.com/broncos and take ownership over your health. Pick up the daily or ultimate daily nutritional insurance. There we go. And then also I got to give a shout out to us over at VDNVR.com. You follow us there. You get all of the news. Henry's already posted a piece about Bradley Chubb being traded. We're going to talk to George Payton later today. You'll get the information you need from that press conference later. And of course, we've got so much more things than just that. We've got our Discord, which if you join us, you get access to. We have our tailgates. And if you're a member, you get access to those tailgates, uh, a better price for those tailgates as well. So make sure to check out everything thing we've got going on over at thednvr.com. Okay, so Henry, we both like this trade in terms of value. Mm-hmm. But I want to look in the future and the past. Let's start with the future. What message does this send from George Payton? The Broncos are 3 and 5 this year, just broke a four-game losing streak, just got a win. We talked about did this save their season? What message does trading one of your best players send to the team this year and moving forward. And what do you think about this, this means for this team in the future? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a great message. You know, you're obviously not adding anybody, which is kind of saying we're, we're all in, we're trying to win, but when you're yeah. three and five, I think this makes sense. Um, I think that 
if they had also traded Dalton Reisner and also traded Jerry Judy and also traded Draymond Jones or some combination, that's when you'd say, okay, these guys are, are punting on the season. I don't think that's what's happening. I just think that they looked at that position and said, we've got so many guys here. This is a guy who we're, it's going to be tough to keep him around. Why not go pick up a first round pick, especially given the circumstances the Broncos were in without a first round or a second round pick. So I, I, it's definitely not a, a positive message about the direction of the season, but, but in the short term, like it, it's definitely, it's, I, I don't think they're saying we're done. We're giving up. We're throwing in the towel. Yeah, I I don't think they're saying that about the future. I think for this year, though, Henry, George Payton didn't get fooled. That That's kind of my, my biggest takeaway was George Payton did not get fooled about Sunday's win over the Jaguars. He understands that, okay, this team needed more than just one year in order to be competing for a Super Bowl. I think now the timetables push one more year down the road, not because of this trade, but because of the first two months of this season. And George Payton said, there is a chance there's there's a good chance that Bradley Chubb is not on this team when you need to win another Super Bowl because next year he could still be on this team you said the Broncos have 23 million dollars in cap space if they thought next year was a Super Bowl window then the Broncos probably would have kept Bradley Chubb to make that Super Bowl push but now I think next year our sights are on certainly making the playoffs next year they have to make the playoffs Mm -hmm. or it's a complete and total failure and then that Next year, 2024, is when it's probably going to be Super Bowl aspirations for this team. And that would mean that you would be paying Bradley Chubb a four-year deal, $100 million by then. And so that just probably wasn't going to happen, wasn't in the book. So I think this is just a, a, a good realization from George Payton of, okay, we're probably not going to make the playoffs this year. And I asked him last week, does the result of Sunday's game against the Jaguars impact what you do at the trade deadline? And he said, no, he said no. And that was actually very clear because I know a lot of people were very encouraged with the win. So was I, but George Payton once again, didn't get trapped up in that because remember last year when the Broncos traded Von Miller, they were four and four, they they weren't out of it, but George Payton realized this team isn't in it to win big so i'm going to trade bond for a second and a third so that's what i think this this message sends um could bradley chubb be worth a win or two down the stretch yeah he could he certainly could so it's not throwing the towel in because i agree with you henry they didn't trade jerry judy they 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 didn't trade kj hamler mm-hmm. uh they didn't even trade dalton reisner uh but to me it is like a okay here's where we are not the best yep and you know, I, th- I think it probably does cost him a win or two this year. It probably costs him a win or two next year, too. Oh. You know, when you're talking about do you have Bradley Chubb on your roster or a rookie, Bradley Chubb's going to be a lot more valuable next year and probably the year after that than the rookie would be. Um, after that, it just depends on whether you made a good draft pick or not. And that's, you know, that's a gamble. And the flip side is also that you have the extra $20 million to play with. So who knows? Maybe that means you keep Tremont Jones. Maybe that keeps you means you keep uh, Dalton Reisner. Maybe that means you go and just add somebody from the outside or a couple people from the outside. So it's not a direct one to one, but you know you're 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 pushing that timeline back just in terms of the the talent on the roster too. Now I mean it's one position out of twenty two. It's not like you just sold off half your veterans and said oh time to invest right. in rookies. But when you have an aging quarterback 
moving on from good players to get draft capital is it's a it's a bold decision. I think it was the right one, but it's a bold decision. I completely agree with you. And we've already seen some players chime in about this. DJ Jones said Miami got a real one. So not against the trade by any means, but the one that really stands out that we've already seen, Henry, is Draymond Jones. He says, I understand, quote, it's a business, unquote. We all get it. We get asked to buy in and care about the organization we work and play for, no matter the outcome of our situations. And this one hurts my heart like no other. Game day won't feel the same without my G at Bradley Chubb. That right there, you're going to get a lot of that in the locker room. And that's just honest because, like we said, this is George Payton kind of saying, okay, this season isn't uh, – it, it isn't – we're not competing for the Super Bowl this season. Now, Draymond Jones understands that. But look, Henry, this defense was elite. What they've done has been tremendous this year. Now you lose Bradley Chubb. Now you're taking away guys on that defense. And and I, I certainly understand that it's not going to hit that locker room well. We talked to Nathaniel Hackett this morning shortly before this trade was made. And he essentially said his goodbyes to Bradley Chubb in there, knowing that this was coming down the road. And he said it's his job to keep this team connected. This is going to be a big moment for him being an offensive guy, trying to keep this defense together. It's going to be on Ajiro Evero to keep this defense together uh, and, and not lose it because you are hurting your defense here. Uh, you're, you're hurting your team with this move. Uh, and so, Henry, now I want to look in the past really quick. Four and a half years, the Broncos had Bradley Chubb. Top five pick. Of course, we know the Broncos could have had Josh Allen. They could have had Quentin Nelson. But Bradley Chubb, when he played, he was really good. Obviously, 12 and a half sacks his rookie year. He was off to a great start this year as well. He was really good beyond just rushing the passer, really good in the run game. How would you describe and classify Bradley Chubb's career with the Broncos? I mean, it was disappointing. I don't. I don't think there's really any way around it. Um, you just expect more, and a lot of it. I mean, when he was on the field, he was really good, and you can't blame him for not being on the field. So none of it's really his fault. It's just that you know, 26 sacks in um, what's that? A little I mean, four and a half seasons, I guess. That's just not what you want from a fifth round pick. And if you talk about value. And what you get, you get the 20th pick back. You get two and a half good years of production. That's not worth it. Like you don't trade a fifth round pick for two and a half years of good production. A really good production. And uh, and the 20th pick. I wouldn't say it's a total flop that it was a massive bust or anything like that. But, you know, it's it's less than you wanted. It's It's below the the expectation for a fifth round pick certainly uh, uh the fifth overall pick uh yeah. Oh, yeah. is what is what you meant uh, we knew what you meant uh and hank you, you stole the word right out of my mouth D disappointing is exactly where it's at and like you mm -hmm. said it wasn't because of him it was just because of the injuries that he had only playing and just over 60 percent of your career is really disappointing a fifth round pick henry or fifth overall pick i just did it there uh you when you draft anyone 
in the top five, especially not a quarterback, because I think you take a little more risk when you take a quarterback in the top five, and that's probably worth it if you don't have one, but especially a non-quarterback, any other position, you've got to sign him to a second deal. You would be desperate. You, you, There's nothing you want more than to make him the highest paid person at his position four or five years after you draft him in the top five. And you know what? There was enough to pay Bradley Chubb 20, 25 million, but there were too many question marks. If the Broncos would have done that, it would have been a gamble on what the Broncos were doing there because you have him, Randy Gregory. Boy, if both of those guys are healthy, you feel really good about it. But fool me once, shame on me. You fool me twice, shame on me. And with Bradley Chubb, he just he just has not been able to stay healthy. I wish him the best down there in mm-hmm. Miami, but I wouldn't put my money on him playing a full season the rest of his career. And the the past would tell me that I would make money saying that he's not going to play full seasons for the rest of his career. So disappointing is the way it is. And the only way you move on from a top five player and have it be a success is if you get two first round picks back for him now. So that's why overall career disappointing where we are right now though and where the broncos were with this incredibly great deal for george payton in order to be able to get uh, a first round pick back so I, I think you nailed it that's that's where the broncos were with bradley chubb and honestly the writing was on the wall this offseason that this was probably going to be the move and george payton capitalized on it and henry we have officially passed the trade deadline The Broncos made one other move. They have brought in Jacob Martin from the Jets to help replace Bradley Chubb. He's an outside linebacker, former sixth round pick uh, a couple of years ago in 2018. A younger guy. He played and started 14 games last season. He's played uh, pretty much every game of his career outside of a couple of games here and there. Last year was the first time that he became a a full-time starter. Didn't start any games this year with the Jets, but did really well with Houston last year. 14 games, four sacks. What is this move? Because the Broncos gave up a fifth and or, or gave up a fourth round pick, got him and a fifth round pick back. So really not that much of an investment in Jacob. I think it's um it's it's just a veteran player who can fill in if you don't have Baron Browning and Randy Gregory. You know, if, if Randy Gregory and, and Baron Browning are back next week against the Titans, and those are your two starters. Nick Panito is probably number three. And is it Jonathan Cooper, Jacob Martin? Yeah, who knows? Um, But that's kind of where he fits in. If you don't have those two, though, you would be in big trouble. And that almost would be punting on the season, just saying like, oh, we're just going to run those two young guys out there and see what happens. So you don't give up all that much for Jacob Martin. Um, And there's stuff to like. You know, he's produced sacks. I think 15 sacks in six years, five years, maybe five years, I think. Um, 13 tackles for loss in there. Um, like you said, starter also, I mean, starter for Houston. So it's not like he was, you know, starting on a, on a great defense. Um, but I do think that there's, there's value. I'd imagine he can play special teams. Um, I haven't checked on that, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a veteran player who, who can hold his own at the very least. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. Just another guy. Now, 
where he fits in in this rotation. If healthy, Baron Browning and Randy Gregory, like you said, we got an up. We didn't really get an update, but there's a chance that both of those guys could be back after the bye. When talking to Nathaniel Hackett mm-hmm. today, he said we're still evaluating that, so he didn't rule either of them out, which is good news. If those guys are healthy, Jacob Martin is not a starter. But when Nick Benito continues to uh, uh, develop as a player. Maybe Jacob is the guy that you're bringing in because you trust him more than a Nick Benito. I would probably, just depending on how you view Nick Benito, Jacob's probably either your third or your fourth outside linebacker right now because Jonathan Cooper, crazy enough, is a guy that I trust after seeing him these last two games. Jonathan Cooper these last two games, Henry, is the Jonathan Cooper that we saw last year and we felt so good about. The Jonathan Cooper of the first five games of the season was like, the only thing this dude's done is get a, a terrible taunting penalty in the Seattle Seahawks game. But now I yep. trust him again. And so th- it's like you said, it's a nice veteran presence to have in order to uh, just to help Nick Benito's growth. And if Nick Benito hits Henry, then you aren't just feeling good about this outside linebacker group. You're feeling great about mm-hmm. it because you'll have Randy Gregory barring health healthy for the next uh, four seasons or you'll have him for the next four seasons. Baron Browning, you're going to want to pay a lot of money to if he continues to play like this. And then Nick Benito, you have an excellent option. Or maybe if Nick Benito is that good and Baron Browning continues to play this way, you pay Browning, you move on from Randy Gregory after next year when his guarantees run up, and boom, you are set there. So I agree that this move for Jacob Martin is not groundbreaking. It's not anything big, but it does give you a nice veteran to fall back on. And another cool thing about Jacob, a Colorado native. He was born in Aurora, mm-hmm. went to Chatfield High School. So it's cool to bring him home. Okay, one more thing on this Bradley Chubb trade really quick. George Payton just released a statement, which may mean that we're not going to have a press conference with him. And in this statement, what George Payton said, I'm going to read the whole thing. He said, Bradley Chubb grew into an outstanding player during his five years as a Bronco, positively impacting our team and community with his leadership, class, and professionalism. We thank Bradley for his significant contributions to our organization and wish him all the best in Miami. This was a difficult decision that involved many considerations as we work to build a championship team. We have great confidence in our players, including a talented group of pass rushers, and this trade brings us significant draft capital to continue improving our roster. Our Goals and expectations of winning and sustaining that success in pursuit of the Super Bowl will not change. We believe in this team and are excited for the opportunity we have in the second half of this year. What do you hear from that when you hear it, Henry? Um, you know, I think he was maybe just a little bit more positive than what we said. You know, where it's uh, you know, it's not a great message you're sending. You know, you probably don't make the trade if you're five and three. Um, but you know, it's not total teardown. And he really played into that side where it, you know, we've got good options. Yeah. yeah, they do have good options. Bradley Chubb was their best option. And I don't think that's, there's really much discussion there. Um, you know, it's, it's a good statement. Honestly, it's a good statement. You know, he lost a good player, added draft capital, almost ends the the whole trade package for Russ almost feels like you've you've gotten over all your losses there and you know it's more opportunities for Nick Benito which is exciting so we'll we'll see we'll see where those pan out 
Yeah, two things for me. You mentioned one of them. It's that second part um, of uh, of their aspirations to win a Super Bowl and winning. How they didn't completely. He he mm-hmm. said with that, we're not rebuilding now. When they made the trade for Russell Wilson, we knew that they were never truly going to be rebuilding, but they also could have traded Jerry Judy and Dalton Reisner, yeah. and then we would have said, uh-oh, is this the weirdest rebuild of all time where they just went all-in and now they're taking a step back, but they still have that all-in player in Russell Wilson? So points to that, that this was just one trade. And the second thing is, he says, this was a difficult decision that involved many considerations as we work to build a championship team, acknowledging that this team is not there. Now, again, not a surprise. We all knew it at 2-5. and five. It didn't seem like it. But there were some people that were really buying into that Jags win to the extent of saying this is a playoff team now. They can make a run. Look at the next three games. Uh, Two of them are against teams with a losing record. uh, And and the other one is definitely a team that you can beat. And so a lot of people are saying you could be six and five in three weeks from now. That's not what George Payton is necessarily saying with this move. He's acknowledging there's more work to be done. And I just think that's the perspective. That's the right perspective in my mind is not getting oversold by one win against the now two and six Jags team. And it is disappointing, but you know what I, and I think George Payton accepted the disappointment of this season two, three weeks ago uh, and, and said that, okay, This is where this team is at. And to be able to get a first round pick to build for the future, to be able to have guys now and have draft picks that you can help build that next championship team with. Because like we talked about, probably wasn't going to happen with, with Bradley Chubb. He was probably not going to be on the team. Yeah. And that's the big thing, but you know, I, I still think the best use for that first round pick might be just trading it for a good player a good veteran player. Oh, okay. If, if that's the route you take, are you going to find Bradley Chubb? And, you know, because of the health concerns, I think that it's, that's probably not who you want to bet on, but you know, I'd, I'm not sure more rookies are what is needed here. You know, you look through the roster you know, running back, you've got Javante offensive line. Um, you, you got moody, I guess, but also minors. And maybe that is where you do need to add a little bit of youth. Um, I guess Lloyd is still young too. Tight end, Stolsich. Receivers, you've got Sutton, who's he's a veteran now. You also have Judy and Hamler. You look around the defense, and there's young guys all over the board there too. So, you know, it's it's great to build from the ground up. But at some point, you know, when did the Broncos take the step? When they had TJ Ward, and they added Demarcus yeah. Ware, and they added Akeem Tlaib, they added Darian Stewart. And – I I feel like it's pretty rare that you go through a season and actually wind up winning a Super Bowl with a bunch of guys who are 23, 24, 25. And, you know, Bradley Chubb two years from now, and he's the 28-year-old, maybe he's keeping it up. You might really miss him, but I still do think that this was the right move. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And uh, we look at where this team is at now. They don't need more defensive help. And so uh, guys sure. like Draymond Jones and other defenders, Kareem Jackson's guys who are on the final year of their deal who wanted to come here because they thought this was the year to win. 
probably disappointed in this move, especially considering that how good the defense was. And if they were going to have a chance of making a run, it was probably going to be on the back of the defense with the offense picking it up. And Russell Wilson may be in there saying, man, this is a little disappointing, but Russ is in this for the long haul. He's got the deal to make it for the long haul. And if Russ takes a step back, he's got to think that this pick should be used on offense, whether it's a trade, Mm -hmm. whether it's being used on a draft pick, because this should be used on the offensive line. This should be used for the right tackle position. This should be used to help Russell Wilson and the offense out. Let's say a good receiver falls to you. We've talked about how disappointing this wide receiver room has been. Maybe you get not just a good receiver, but you get a dangerous playmaker, something that the Broncos tried to do with Cortland Sutton, tried to do with Jerry Judy, tried to do with KJ Hamler. And we've seen flashes from all of those guys, but just haven't been there. Tried to do it with Javante Williams and Zach was looking at or, or, uh, the KJ Javante was looking at it like that. Sorry, someone threw a super or someone just threw a chat in that said my name. And so I said, I saw that. I knew that's Um, what happened too. And, um, but Javante, how much can you count on him? So the Broncos need a lot of offensive help. And this is something that can certainly help with that. Okay, Henry, let's talk to the people. But first, do you have any other final thoughts on this? Um, I'm curious to see what it looks like because Bradley Chubb, I think Pat Sertan has been better than him this season. I don't know if anybody else has. And I, you know, defenses are weird. You know, they've been able to withstand the loss of uh, Ronald Darby for at least this stretch and Randy Gregory too. But, Bradley Chubb on a lot of plays is the guy who gets into the pile and actually puts somebody on the ground. You know, there's the Draymond Jones second sack in the last game. Looks like a great play from, from Draymond coming around the edge on the other side, Bradley fights through two blockers, chases the quarterback one way, then back the other into the pocket and just tees him up. And there's been a lot of that, you know, uh, Baron Browning, he had his two and a half sack game. Those are coming off stunts with Bradley Chubb lined up right next to him where he's just clearing out two defenders to open things up. So if if you're looking at kind of the keys to this defense, I would have said, you know, Pat Sertan's probably number one, Bradley Chubb's probably number two, and you lose somebody like that, I, mean, I, I don't think you can expect them to be a top five defense the rest of the way. I just don't think that's realistic when you get rid of somebody like this. Um, I still think it's the right move and I still think there's pieces to be a good defense and, you know, getting Randy Gregory back is going to help, but it's, it it is a really big loss and that's why you're able to get a first round pick for him. Um, so it's, it's a good trade. It was the right move, but I'm, I'm really curious to see what this defense looks like without him. I'm right there with you on everything you said. And this move great move this off season though, Henry, when we talk about this outside linebacker position, huge gamble for George Payton, especially now that he has officially moved on from Bradley Chubb because it wouldn't be crazy. I I still don't think Bradley Chubb is going to be a guy that plays every game in his career the rest of the way out, but he's a guy that could go off and lead the NFL in sacks. He could be a guy that over the next four years averages 14 sacks a year while Randy Gregory comes in and only plays half the games and gets, you know, four sacks a season. Nick Benito, there's nothing to say that he's going to be a, a great pick right now. 
And Baron Browning does look like he's going to be good. But mm -hmm. you could go from Bradley Chubb to a bunch of guys that don't really shake out. So it's a big gamble there. But at the same time, Henry, this is now 100% George Payton's team. And you look at the outside linebacker position. He's figured out quarterback. And then you look at outside linebacker. Maybe the two biggest pieces he inherited from John Elway, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, George Payton has now traded he got pretty darn good return, a first, second, third, fourth, and Chase Edmonds for those two guys in the matter of a year. But that was the foundation of the Broncos. That was the appealing part for George Payton taking over this job. That was a big selling point for the Broncos when they were looking for a general manager was, look at these two pass rushers we have. One is potentially in his prime uh, on the older side, but still playing good ball. And then you have Bradley Chubb, this young pup, top five overall pick. They're both gone within 18 months now of George Payton getting here. So this is his team. He has really put his stamp on this team. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because now this is all him. I like that George Payton has be, is being bold because with John Elway, we didn't see bold coming from him after Peyton Manning retired, trading a fourth round pick for Joe Flacco, second round pick on Drew Locke, not bold at all, using a top five pick on a pass rusher who was really the best available player on everyone's board uh, in the first place. That's not bold moves. Now George Peyton has made a blockbuster trade for Russell Wilson. He's made a huge move by shipping out Von Miller. He's made a huge move by bringing in Bradley Chubb. This is his team, and I'm happy to see it because you got to go bold in order to, to make big steps, so I like that. And speaking of being bold, if you want to make a bold move, go over to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. Place a $5 money line bet, and you will get $200 in free bets if your money line team wins. That's $200 in free bets by checking out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So make sure to check them out. They've got so many great deals every single day, profit boost left and right. They've got great stuff coming up this weekend for, or for, for the rest of the NFL. So while you can't watch Broncos, you can get in on some of the boosts that they'll have going. So check them out, head to the app store. Now download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $200 in free bets by placing a $5 money line bet on any NBA team. That's code DNVR over a draft. King Sportsbook, see the terms and restrictions in our show notes. And also head on over to hasslecattlecompany.com and go pick out some Wagyu beef. It's raised in Texas on a family farm um, and they call it blue collar American Wagyu. That's because it's top shelf, but it's also affordable. They'll ship it anywhere in the country. It just takes a couple days. It's first how it's full of flavor. There's all the different cuts, whether you want the strip steaks or the T-bones or the Franks or sausages or burger or whatever. They have it at Hassle Cattle Company, and it's all Wagyu beef. Um, so head over to HassleCattleCompany.com, secure your bag of beef, use the code DMVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. That's DMVR20 for 20% off at HassleCattleCompany.com. All right, Henry, let's jump into the comments and talk to the people. Let's hit some super chats first. 
of people wanting to talk about Bradley Chubb. First one coming in from 562 Bronco. Thank you for the super chat. He says, this is why I believe in George Payton making moves. Took that fourth and flipped it for defensive end depth and a fifth round pick. Yeah. I mean, it's a good move. It's a good move. Um, you wonder if it's going to be one of those moves that you get to, you know, that draft a couple years from now and you're like, wait, so why don't the Broncos have their fourth? They have those two fifths again. And you have to look back and you're like, oh yeah, because of the Jacob Martin trade. Doesn't feel worth it now. Um, so the, it, it, it really isn't worth all that much, but it, we'll see. We'll see, right? You know, this isn't one where you count the wins and losses like they're all that important. Um, I guess, you know, he does have two more years left on the contract. Those are actually pretty big numbers, if I'm not wrong. I think he was supposed to make like $6 million next year. Yeah, it was a three-year, $13 million contract that he signed this offseason. Um, $6 million guaranteed, so you'd imagine seven and a half. It should only be like a $3 million cap hit, something like that, um, for the Broncos. But, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's, that, those numbers surprised me a little bit. Yeah, Four I agree. That does surprise me. Yeah. And and to me, this kind of plays off the next super chat from Spoomster Films. Thank you for the super chat. It says, y'all are this confident in Nick Benito? I don't think really either of us has, has, has <laughs> said we're super confident in Nick Benito. This is clearly Baron Browning and Randy Gregory's team moving forward at the outside linebacker position. Nick Benito would be a great cherry on top, would be uh, would, would be give the Broncos the flexibility to be able to move on from Randy Gregory after the 2023 season. If, if Nick Benito really steps up, but to me, this move for Jacob Martin, because they're investing a decent amount in him for a guy that he's going to make the roster this year, probably next year. This actually makes me think the Broncos aren't that confident in Nick Benito, which is fair. He was a second round pick. Henry, this was not like a fifth round talented prospect where you're hoping he can develop. No, Nick Benito has been disappointing for a second round pick. Now he's been behind a couple of good people, a uh, good guys. So it's hard for him to get that, uh, to, to get that playing time so far, but so far, Nick Benito has been disappointed. A second round pick should be a starter, let alone a big role player. And he hasn't really been that yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's fair. Um, pro football focus, I think put out the stat this morning. Is it that he leads rookies in pass rush win rate? Okay. So being yes, efficient and, and fewer snaps. Uh, yeah. So 20% pass rush win rate. It's the best of any rookie this season. Um, so you have little things like that, that you can look to, you know, the, a sack this week, a strip sack this week and a half sack the week before, you know, there, there's another little thing that you can look to. Um, but yeah, no, he's he has not put up the sort of production that you'd look for. He also hasn't had the opportunities that, that a second round draft pick would typically get. Um, if he was your second pass rusher, you wouldn't love it. Um, but as a third, I think that you can still get pretty excited about that situation. And Spoomster with another super chat says, Gregory and Browning are injured, though. Very concerning. They're injured for maybe not even the next game. They could be back for the Titans game after the mm -hmm. bye, but let's say they aren't. They're injured for one or two more games after that. Their injuries, the injuries they have right now, don't concern me for the long haul. Uh, mm -hmm. And by trading Bradley Chubb away, George Payton has said he's not that concerned 
about the future of this year. Obviously, he still wants to win. His job may still be on the line at some point. If the Broncos win two more games the rest of the season, not only is Nathaniel Hackett on a fiery hot seat, but George Payton will also be on the hot seat. But if this team does good enough, you know, eight wins gets close to 500, George Payton's job is going to be fine, likely going into next year. But George Payton's not worried about game-to-game injuries anymore. Uh, And if he is, then that's when this trade doesn't make sense. But everything, including his statement, this trade, everything says George Payton's looking at this team more for 2023, more for 2024 than this year. Yep. And, you know, you've got Jacob Martin. You always have Jacob Martin. Um, Yeah, I wonder. I mean, it's got to be Jacob Martin then – uh, is it Cooper or Benito who would get the start next to him if neither of those other two play? I'd be Boy, curious. We'd probably I, just split it. Yeah, they, they probably would. My guess is just right now it would be Jonathan Cooper just because I think they trust him a little more. Yeah, I think so too. Yep, I think so too. All right, now let's hit some some comments in the comment section. These probably came in yesterday before the Broncos trade. And uh, Andre, <laughs> Justin... Uh, and uh, who who was on yesterday? Andre, Justin, and our guy Tyler Michael. Uh, they they all did great jobs. Um, wait, no, Justin, Andre, Jake. who else? Oh, yes, 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 Jake, Jake, Jake. Thank you. <laughs> um, those three guys did a fantastic job yesterday, and thank you all so much for for leaving the comments for them yesterday. Just about how much you enjoyed our London coverage. We enjoyed it a ton. Ryan stayed over there uh, to get a little vacation in with Allie. He very much deserves that. Henry and I are going to roll with you today and tomorrow, uh, and then Henry's going to roll with you guys on Thursday before we take a little three-day bi-week break. Uh, So really just want to say thank you for all of the support. We had an absolute blast Mm -hmm. last week, and I know there were a lot of comments left on yesterday's pod for that, so we thank you very much for that. So this first one coming in from KW7 says, for, the, for all the people screaming, don't trade Chubb, you do realize that we are in for the long haul with Wilson. We have to continue to build around him. Signing Gregory was an indication that Chubb was gone months ago. My question is, do you guys think Chubb has a miraculous healthy streak ahead of him? Or are we about to, get, or, or are we about to fleece someone out of a first-round pick? I've kind of already given my answer to that. Now, while I won't say it's a f- the Broncos are fleecing the Dolphins, is if because Bradley Chubb stays healthy for 13 of 17 games for the next massive contract they're going to give him for the next four years or averages that, then they'll be very happy with the production that they get, especially that pick's probably going to be 25 to 30 with how good the 49ers are right now. And so they'll be very happy with, with giving up a 25 to 30 overall pick in order to get the production of Bradley Chubb. The Broncos will fleece him, though, if he misses, you know, two full years in the next four seasons. I'm curious what the, like, how those trade talks went. Like, were the, were the Dolphins, like, trying to give them the 49ers instead of their own? Or, like, were they trying to keep their own um, or give their own away? Like, it's, they're, both those teams are in interesting positions. And I think the 49ers are more likely to make the playoffs just because of the, talent around them in the nfc but i mean it's easy for the dolphins to get excited about themselves too and i I saw kind of the initial reporting was well it is just the 49ers draft pick well that could wind up being better than the dolphins draft pick anyway so i'll be curious 
if we ever find out um, how those talks went and also to find out which pick winds up being the better pick. Yeah, and it was pretty funny how the Broncos and George Payton uh, seemingly tried to negotiate this deal. Yesterday, the news comes out that the Dolphins and Jets were both very interested enough in Chubb mm-hmm. in order to trade a first-round pick. Then shortly after Peter King dropped that, the a Jets reporter came out and said the Jets don't have any interest in trading a first-round pick for Bradley Chubb. So you <laughs> could kind of see maybe the, they were trying to play mm-hmm. both teams to give a little more. And then this morning, uh, a report, I, I don't remember who it was for, from said the Broncos are trying to get two first round picks for Bradley Chubb. So George Payton and the Broncos were doing everything they could mm-hmm. to drive that price tag up. But in the end, what they got a first and a fourth and a running back that's going to have a role on this team and be able to help this team out a lot for a fifth. And Bradley Chubb is really honestly as good of value as you could have ever hoped for. Next one from Mrs. Quill says, are there any stats about how run game and pass protection were once were once Cushenberry was out and Glasgow was in. What did the eye test tell you guys? Just wondering if a switch there full-time would help the offense. And this is, of course, referring to when Lloyd Cushenberry got hurt and Graham Glasgow came in. The offense did better, and we're going to see that more in the future because Lloyd Cushenberry is going to miss a couple of weeks with a groin strip. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't gone back through this game yet. Um, I'm going to do that in the next day or two. So I don't have any really great answers, but we can go to pro football focus and pro football focus says that, um, Lloyd Cushenberry was the fourth best lineman for the Broncos in that game. Um, Glasgow is the sixth best of the six that played. I don't put much stock in that, especially when there's almost no gap. Um, but and there's there's something that you can work off of. I do think the ball moved better after. Yeah, it did. It, it certainly did. And, and I think that this is, in the short term, going to help the Broncos more. Ha- having a veteran center there with Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. I think clearly with those A-gap blitzes with protection issues, is something that the Broncos mm-hmm. needed help with. And I think Graham is going to be able to identify those really well. Yep. All right, next comment coming in from it's a long one from the big T says, Oh my Justin, Jake and Andre, thank you so much for the kind words. I really don't think I'm worthy of that to be honest. Although perhaps I am an OG given that I've been around since the BSN days. If that's a qualifier to, in fact, to post this, I've noticed the BSN app has stopped working. So to just install the DNVR one, LOL onto Broncos. I do like Chubb, but I do think he's been a bit of a disappointment outside of his rookie year, mainly due to injuries, but I feel like he's just coming into his own now. If we can get a first expecting him to want a big contract next time around, I do think it makes sense to deal him, but I'm torn as I feel like we won't have, this won't have been his best years or as we won't have got his best years. You could argue that the emergence of Browning has tipped the scales slightly in favor of trading him. If Peyton deals him, it would indicate that he feels the season is over and at three and five, it really shouldn't be. I think winning is infectious. So the more I think about it, I'm in favor of keeping Chubb and our wide receiver talent in order to try and win more games and get our boys used to winning uh, more than losing. So much of pro sports is psychological. Keep Chubb, keep everyone. Let's just try and win as many games as possible. Decision made. Peace out, fellas. I'm chuffed to bits. You guys enjoyed London. Keep up the great work, the big Tabowski. Thank you, the big T. Okay, and then he comments again and says, okay, fifth, 
and Chubb for a first, fourth, and Edmonds, I'm fine with that. Another Broncos jersey, I own down the pain. Uh, yeah, and I mean, uh, you were conflicted, and the Broncos did end up getting that first-round pick that you were wanting. Yep, it's a good deal. It's and then, Henry, just a good uh, deal. To, to kind of round it out, the Broncos didn't trade Jerry Duty. They didn't trade K.J. Hamler. They didn't trade Dalton Reisner. Is that good? Do, do you kind of wish you would have seen something? What What would you have liked to see, or was this about as good of a dra- uh, trade day as you could have hoped for? Not getting anything for Alberto is a bummer. Yeah. That's uh, that that one stings a little bit. Again, I mean, you're talking about not getting a seventh round pick. It's yeah. probably not the end of the world. You also see Matt Henningsen out there playing awesome football as a seventh round rookie, though. And so, who knows who you would have wound up with? Um, they'll have their chance because he do- he doesn't expire until after next year, right? So they'll have the off season. They'll have a chance at the trade deadline next year. Um, they could just come. I mean. He isn't he's he's basically Dulcich insurance and the Dulcich position isn't really I don't know. He he doesn't play it as well, you know? So that one hurts. I think with with all the running backs coming in with I would have expected some sort of Melvin Gordon deal or at least for them to try. Um, I'm not sure what his value is. I think those fumbles obviously really hurt it. Um that's another one where I would have taken just about anything and said, Hey, you've got three running backs in there. I don't think there's that big of a difference. Reisner. I probably would have sold if, if I had the chance, um, you know, you have to either pay him this off season and linemen get overpaid or you let him walk and get nothing for him. Um, and I think that that is a group where you just need some turnover. So those, those are the three that I really look at maybe cream Jackson. Yeah. I completely agree with it with all of those guys. If you could have gotten anything for him, move on from, especially bringing Chase Edmonds. And it made sense to move on from Melvin Gordon, give him a fresh start, let him go to a contender right now. Uh, but the val- probably no one wanted him because they didn't want him in the off season. Mm-hmm. They weren't willing to give him a contract. And so they didn't want to trade for him. Uh, and now with, with Alberto, once you benched him three weeks ago, once you said he is not good enough to get a Jersey on the 53 man roster for game day, Everyone else said, yeah, we're not going to trade anything for him, not even a conditional seventh round pick. So I imagine that's someone where the Broncos uh, just move on from him uh, fairly soon uh, after this season. And that's what we're looking at there. Now, Jerry, Judy and KJ Hamler, two biggest other pieces that could have been traded. I think it's pretty smart that the Broncos didn't do anything yep. and, they, and they stood pat there because for, for me with, with those guys, you wouldn't have got their true value. And with Jerry Judy starting to emerge over these past three weeks, it was the wrong time to sell because you would have been selling low for the potential. And what he's shown us is of a higher trajectory. So to me, and then KJ Handler, you would have got a day three pick somewhere. And just with his big playability that we've seen again, starting to emerge just would not have been worth it. So I think George Payton played this pretty darn right and speaking of that, we are going to talk to George Payton this afternoon at 4 p.m. So make sure to stay tuned at Henry Chisholm at Zach Stevens DNVR. We will be back to you tomorrow to break down what George Payton says. Thank you all so much for rolling with you. Have a terrific trade deadline Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Country drive. Understand.